Welcome back to A Real Bucks Talk episode. This is Michael Plus joined by Mark Ramirez. And this is, what is this, episode 58, I believe? A lot. Yeah, we are rock and rolling <laughs> with the episodes. We uh, just keep them, turning them up and uh, putting out great information for uh, our favorite Bucks team. So, uh, But first, Mark, how are we doing tonight? Uh, good weekend. Uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Not too bad. Mother's Day went by. Um, hope you all appreciate your moms. You never know when they can go. Just always love and respect them and give them your appreciation all the time. Um, yeah, but other than that, just Mother's Day brunch with my wife, kid, uh, prepared for Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. It's just busy as crap where I'm at right now. So yeah. every day is like, holy crap. <laughs> but other than that, it's same old Monday. How's your Monday? Uh, good. Yeah. Usual, uh, good, uh, work day. Um, yeah, just getting ready for the week, uh, preparing for, uh, upcoming events that we, that mm-hmm. I have planned and, you know, obviously, you know, what we have planned for this podcast and just keeping it going. So, uh, but with that, uh, we did have some Bucks news. There was, you know, obviously we had the Bucks, uh, rookie mini camp this past weekend. Uh, be- be- before we get, <laughs> before we get into that, uh, let's get into, um, let's get into the news about like JPP, Kendall mm-hmm. Beckwith, so obviously JPP has decided, um, you know, we just found out last week that he had the neck fracture. Uh, so now he's decided he's going to forego surgery and try to, you know, just let it heal naturally and come back in four or five months and hopefully play this season. So that's a positive. On the other side, the negative is the news about Kendall Beckwith, where it seems like he is pretty much his career is done. Unfortunately, he's going to be out this season. And now you just kind of hope he has a miracle recovery and can come back. Uh, next season it but is the career done like it sounds like they're just saying oh it's done it seems that way i mean it it looks like something went wrong whether you know during surgery or what have you but uh it seems like it's just not very good chances of him returning and uh very unfortunate because he had such a bright future and really would have been a great you know fit in this defense but uh, but we'll see. I mean, hope for the best, and maybe he can come back next year. I mean, we talked about this. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was on the podcast or outside of here, but to be honest, anything skeletal nowadays can be easily fixed. I mean, if it's just a broken bone, you should be able to put it back together. Literally, it's mm-hmm. nowadays in orthopedics, you, you fix the fracture, and you can come back. Right. Okay, it's, it's more ligaments and nerves that really – affect you a lot ligaments are even getting better now i mean mm. it's the blood flow to the ligament is what's the problem right. there's plenty of blood flow to the bones so that's why i'm like was it just a bad surgery or was it that bad of a break it just they just couldn't structurally put his ankle back together i don't i wish i heard more about it or mm-hmm. i don't know or just at least saw pictures i but like didn't he i don't know it's, it's so strange like mm. didn't he come back to practice and actually start trying to practice that's what it, it seemed like, but something went wrong. Or know? I wish I could have seen yeah. his like leg. They saw him before taking a, a picture of his, mm. his ankle or something. Yeah. But that is a sad thing, though. I mean, mm-hmm. literally he had one year and he showed so much promise. He's like, holy crap, this guy's going to be pretty good staple. We didn't know he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's up in the dust. It's gone. Yeah. That fast. And then now you have JPP, another damn car accident. Right. Like everyone was joking, like take the damn bus to work or take mm. the bus wherever because we suck mm. when it comes to off season right now. Yeah, they can't. It can't be coming in three. So I'm just gonna say that. Mm. Um, but he's foregoing surgery. Yeah, 
So he's going to skip surgery, hope he can come back in four to five months. Uh, it looks like he's got a fractured um, vertebrae. Then you know what segment? Uh, I think they said. I just don't I don't recall. Uh. But, uh, yeah, it seems like he's going to try to, you know, work this out on his own and hopefully, you know, be strong enough. But, you know, it there's risk involved. So hopefully he can just be 100%, you know, going forward, whether he comes back and plays this year or not. You know, you want to make sure he's – good to go for you know the rest of his life and hopefully this isn't a you know thing that hurts him down the line yeah and that's the big thing you're talking about the rest of his life not just this year right i mean because we all know what happened to mike allstott i mean he he played through something i think similar with his neck and that forced him to retire early so but and that's that's the scary part about Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. especially d-line every down you're just banging in right right and you're you're trying to get through someone but you're always going to knock helmets Mm mm-hmm and he's always going to be extended. Like, it, that's scary. I don't... Yeah. He's always been a fast healer, though. That's what's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. he played through something, and he got, like, the first or second game right. in his knee. Remember? Mm-hmm. He never whined or cried about it at all. He just played every damn game. Yeah. And ended up breaking our 10-sack, just drama-filled thing for how many years since Simeon Rice. Mm-hmm. He broke it. And he got injured, what, game two? Yeah. So the dude... Can heal. It's like a Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah, JPP is a warrior. I mean, that guy is very tough. Um, plays through anything really, and so it's going to be hard for him to, uh, you know, stay off the field. Given, but you know, this injury is very serious, and I hope he, you know, takes it that way and doesn't come back too soon. Uh, I'm sure the doctors and you know the Bucks personnel and assistant staff they they won't let him, you know, rush it anyway. So, well, I mean, hopefully the, the guy that didn't look at Beckwith ankle didn't look at his neck right (laughs) but i mean jpp i know you he thinks he's like oh i can Mm -hmm. i think in in his head he's like oh i can defeat anything i've defeated this i'm I'm where i'm at because i always push Mm -hmm. just i would really look at your your life moving forward after football Mm -hmm. especially with a neck injury like that that's that's a scary thing yeah absolutely um so I mean, and that, you know, that raised up questions from fans. It's like, okay, are the Bucks going to go out and find edge rushers or are they going to go, you know, make some type of moves? And I'm like, you know what? There's not much There's not much out there you can go just get, you know, especially with our salary cap situation. To replace a 12-and-a-half sack JPP? No. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do. And you end up either overpaying or um, usually signing a guy that ends up being a mistake. So, I mean, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Um and, it, and it's not just that. Like mm-hmm. we, I think we came out with it on Twitter. It's just, again, our defensive scheme, it's about pressure up the middle. Right. JPP may have been the five technique in this, and that's all well and good. But, mm-hmm. again, it's pressure in the middle that's going to benefit everyone on the outside. So we're talking middle linebacker blitzes, defensive tackles clogging holes so safeties and blitzers can get through. And then the edge rushers like Nassib and – Mm-hmm. And now Anthony Nelson, because JPV is not going to be there, or Golson, or just mm-hmm. these outside guys can benefit, or Barrett, Spence. Mm-hmm. Just the group of these guys can benefit based off the middle pressure. The The scheme doesn't change because he's gone. Right, right. Yeah, and that's, you know, what, you know, they always say it's a next man up, you know, league. And now you have opportunities for guys like Mark just said, uh, Noah Spence, Shaq Barrett. Uh, those guys have to step up. You know, it's it's their time to you know really show what they got, especially for Noah Spence. I mean, this is do or die for him going into a contract year. So, it's it's very important that you know 
these guys, they, they know that they have this opportunity in front of them, and hopefully they can take advantage. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they work in with this rotation and, and see what they're going to have as far as, you know, who does what. And I think they're still trying to figure out, you know, roles for certain players. You know, what are you going to do with Dion Buchanan? Uh, what are you going to do with, you know, like a Kevin Minter and, and guys like that are going to be, you know, just seeing what their roles fit. Same thing with Anthony Nelson, you know, Carl Nassip. Are those guys going to be standing up more? Are they going to be playing in the dirt more? So it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together within this scheme. Yeah, I mean, to me, there is a, a good amount of outside guys, though. I mean, mm-hmm. Nassib, Barrett, Spence, Anthony Nelson can play both. Golson stuck inside, but yeah. I mean, there's at least three. We we had a good four mm-hmm. with NASA or with JPP, but right. I mean, you, like you said, you can't get another one. Yeah, you know, they just pass rushers aren't just growing on trees and just mm-hmm. dropping in front of us. But I mean, you you make do with what you got. We you know, there's going to be injuries all over the league. We just we just happen to suck on the off season getting injuries. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, but let's let's dive into uh, what happened this 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 past weekend, um, and that the is good news. yeah, the good news is is the rookie man camp, and you know according to the coaching staff and you know just listening to some of the rookies that they had on the press conference, it seems like everything went really well, uh, everything went very smoothly, and they even uh, cut it short and canceled yesterday's practice. So that's a positive. It seems like you know these guys are learning very quickly. Like they threw everything at them they threw the kitchen kitchen sink at them as far as the playbook mm-hmm. and and just you know seeing how much these guys can absorb and learn day to day and it seems like they picked it up pretty fast uh i was just very overall impressed with what i heard from you know the rookie sean bunting and and jamel, jamel dean and anthony nelson all these guys sound very um just mature in how they speak and they all seem like they have the same goal uh, and that's to to be the best and compete and and just go out there and play. It just seems like they all want to just go play football. You know, it doesn't matter what they're doing as long as they're playing football. They're happy and and I like that. You know, it just seems like they all have the same mindset, um, working together and knowing that yes, it's a competition, but at the same time, we're all on the same team. You know, and we're driving towards you know that one common goal, which is winning. Yeah, and I I my biggest thing I liked was. That Sean Murphy Bunting saying that they're all in a group chat, right. learning the yeah. learning the playbook together, and then Jamel Dean is rooming with him, Sean Murphy Bunting, uh, and then yeah, the funny story of uh, Kevin Ross right. about calling him at six a.m. Yeah, or... right. And then I even thought it was funny that even with Kevin Ross right now, they're already in a joking manner because like he was like, "Oh, did you text him back?" Mm-hmm. and the reporter thought he met Jamel Dean, but he's like, no, I'm, I'm texting Kevin Ross, that old man. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I wait for a little bit for him to text him back. He doesn't get up at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny. Like, they already have that, right. that how do you say it, like relationship with the coach. Yeah, building chemistry. Right? So you want that in your players dealing with the coaches. A guy like Arians, a very good player's coach. Hopefully Kevin Ross is like that with Sean Murphy, Bunting, Dean, mm-hmm. that, that room, right? right? And Jamel Dean just looks like, you said it like a linebacker. Yeah, his shoulders. Yeah, that was another shoulders. thing. Like just seeing these guys up close, I was. Very, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe how big Jamel Dean was. Like he definitely doesn't have that corner body type. Um, he's just bigger overall in stature. Um, same thing with Anthony Nelson. I mean, that guy's a big dude, and uh, it was just it was good to uh, just see what they had to say and, and see how they you know they really handled themselves very professionally, which I I respect. And that's the start. I mean, if you 
can be mature, you know, off the field. And, you know, that just leads to good things on the field. And I think, uh, you know, you got to like that as a Bucks fan. It's it's going to be hopefully they can really produce and have good starts to their rookie seasons. Yeah, I mean, especially that secondary. I mean, because mm-hmm. to be honest, there's it's anything up is an improvement. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, it's, sure. it was that bad. Mm-hmm. And now you got three rookies back there going to be playing big roles. And then Sean Murphy Bunting says he's starting with the nickel, mm-hmm. correct? So, right. and he, uh, his answer again, yeah, you hear all the right things and things you want to. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting the nickel, so that's going to help me learn what the D-line's doing, what the linebackers are doing, what's the safeties, mm-hmm. what everyone's doing around so I can know the defense better. You love hearing that, mm-hmm. and you hope it applies, right? Because right. MJ Stewart had the same job. He just didn't, whether that be his ability or the way he was being used in the defense, it mm-hmm. was just, it didn't work out. Hopefully right. this is a defense suited to his strengths. Mm-hmm. And I think Sean Murphy punting is all of an athlete. I said that before. Like, he looks like he's smooth in any fashion. Mm-hmm. So, I like a lot of the things that I hear. Gene put it, or Gene from Buck What You Heard mm-hmm. put it out there. He's like, yeah, I like seeing all this and mm-hmm. getting all the, the highlights and saying all the good things, but... It doesn't mean shit unless you produce. Right. Right? And it's true. Mm. I mean, we get all hyped up on the offseason, but then in reality, it's like, well, yeah. we don't really ever do anything during the season. Yeah. So it, you hope it's changed. It's just stay patient, stay calm, and just keep riding the ship. Mm. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen, like, on the season. Yeah, for sure. And then you had, you know, just the the talk about some of the, the tryout guys that really made an impression. Uh, we move into a guy like David Kinney, uh, defensive end slash outside linebacker. Uh, Cousin Daniels was another one that really made a big-time impression. Um, so those two guys, um, and now Kinney's on the team. He he signed a contract today. Uh, you hear, hear about, I think it was Dakota Dixon was another guy, safety from Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, another one was a wideout. So there was just a lot of good things, um, a lot of guys making impressions. Um, I think Bruce Arians spoke highly of Demarcus Lodge and also Anthony Johnson, the two wide receivers they signed um, undrafted. So, you know, just a lot of good things that they were talking about. Uh, and just the overall effort was good, which you like to see. And now you have, you know, tomorrow they start OTAs with the veterans and, and the rookies together. So it'll be interesting to see how that, that coincides and maybe get a little inside peek at as far as who's playing where and, you know, you know, who's the number ones and the twos and et cetera. But not that that really matters right now. It's just a, a placement. But at the same time, you kind of get a feel for what these guys are trying to do uh, schematically, you know, offense and defense. I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. and the big thing that he kept saying that I'm going to start believing a lot of stuff that he's saying because he obviously painted it, painted a pretty picture about mm-hmm. what he wanted to draft at fifth overall. He said pretty much this rookie minicamp is all about getting people for the special teams. And that's mm. what they pushed a lot. Right. So I'm assuming a lot of these signings and guys that they're getting are guys that are putting in that effort and really want the job. Mm-hmm. Right. And wanting to fly out of there and be gunners or be guys that are going to beat the tackle, beat the block to get downfield to make that tackle. Right. So maybe these are what these other wide receivers are mm-hmm. that they're signing. And it could be that to be gunners. Mm. Right. Cause I mean, Justin Watson, did very well at that last year. Right. Maybe he makes a step up, and now these guys have to be better at that. I, th- I still think he's going to be a gunner, but, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I see these that rookie minicamp about. 
Um, my my big thing, yeah, that David Kenny, he's like a, a ghost. He was yeah. a ghost, and then all of a sudden now he's he's blowing up our rookie minicamp. Mm-hmm. He was he got kicked out of Indiana, and then went to what Illinois State, Illinois, yeah, some small small school. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I, and what were you saying? He he trained with who? Yeah, he was training with uh, Robert Mathis this off season. So I mean that. That's pretty impressive. I mean, and get some training with you know a legend like Robert Mathis. And, you know that can only be good things for uh, Kenny, and hopefully he can, you know, take that next step and, and maybe he he shines in preseason and either stays with the Bucks or he ends up somewhere else. Yeah. But you know, this is a good opportunity for him because, like we said, with JPP down, you know, the Bucks are looking for other guys to step up in that pass rushing department. You can't put that on him. Come on. Well, I'm just saying they need guys to step up, you know, as yeah. far as adding to your depth. You, you, True. you said we have three, so we need that fourth guy to come in and, and, and make an impact. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought you were going to peg. No, no, no. Dude. I'm not saying he's going to get 12 and a half sacks, <laughs> like, don't, but. Don't put that on him. No, 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 no. That's too much pressure. But Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it's just it's good to see. Like, you know, maybe he'll, he'll do something and be that surprise like Adam Humphreys was. You, you just never know. Yeah, that's another thing. So speaking of Adam Humphreys, mm-hmm. everyone thinks Scotty Miller is going to be the Adam Humphreys. I think he he came out in his own presser and said, yeah. "No, I'm more like Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good straight line speed. I can." Mm-hmm. He's a John Brown. Yeah, and yeah. even yeah, Arians even said it. he's like, mm-hmm. "No, he's more John Brown. Yeah, he's a speed outside guy. Mm-hmm. Like his sh- he didn't really show shiftiness. He's yeah. I I said that early on too. It's just." He didn't fit that mold. Right. Yeah, he's got small stature and he's a white dude. Mm-hmm. That's about all he's got of Adam Humphreys. Yeah, he's a guy that you get one on one, he's going to beat you deep. I mean, that's yeah. what his job is. I mean, he's he's there to make big plays down the field, and you know that's that's why they brought him in here for. And obviously, he's going to add to special teams, and hopefully, he can be. You know, maybe he'll be one of the returners. I mean, I think that's yeah. where he's really going to have to make his impact. Special you know, teams to make the team. I mean, I don't think his. You know. You're looking at that fifth and sixth receiver spot, however many they keep. I mean, it's going to come down to special teams. That's where the money's going to be made. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. again, that's what Arian said, right? Yeah. Listen to the man. Mm-hmm. And then another big name was Zach Bailey. Yep. Everyone said the South Carolina guard yep. played multiple to position, multiple to positions, center, mm-hmm. guard, and right tackle, I believe it was. Yeah. And, I mean, I looked at him the second after we signed him. I mean, he's, he's serviceable, and then I, I looked at him again because everyone's like, oh, God, he could be better and everything. Nah. That You never know. So I looked at him again. Yes, he's got a guard body. Yes. I'll 100% say that. He's That's not true. lanky and, like, disproportionate. He's got bulk. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. He's not going to get pushed in power. Mm-hmm. So he's got the long, big, thick arms, a good punch. He gets to the second level. I was watching a lot of that. He can make the adjustment of a stunt. He's got that lateral movement. To me, it's just him with speed. I mean, I told someone on Twitter to go look at Missouri's game tape when mm-hmm. he faced our seventh-round pick. Yeah, Buckner. Terry Beckner. Mm-hmm. Beckner. And, I mean, Beckner, like he said in his own presser, I, I was telling people, like, he's quick. Mm-hmm. He's got the swim move, just like Gerald McCoy. That's very quick off the line, and he's going to beat you. And if he gets that off his line, you're done. You, you can't beat it. And he did do that against him on some occasions in that South Carolina game. And, I mean, yeah, I think even Beckner said, yeah, Bailey's good. Mm. But still, you could see speed isn't his biggest. But then again, there's, he's not 
not going to be facing McCoy in every game. Right, right. So if it's power, he does well. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll flat out say that. He does pretty well. And is it better than what we have right now? Maybe. You never know. But I, I like his body type. I like mm. his punch, his ability to anchor. A lot of those things, those are tr- traits that mm-hmm. translate to the NFL. Yeah, gets to the second level good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's got a lot of good traits. And like I said earlier, it goes back to just having that opportunity. And these guys are going to have some opportunities, you know, to take take spots, really. I mean, that right guard is is open for grabs. I mean, it could be anybody's game, really. I mean, the way you look at it. So we need someone to step up there. And if that's Zach Bailey, then, hey, that's pretty awesome because you guys undrafted, you find them, and, you know, it ends up being a, a, a hidden gem. So you want stuff like that because it makes your team better. So we'll we'll see. Um, again, I, I like to, I just like the overall presence of, of guys throughout the rookie main camp. Obviously, Devin White um, already showing an impact, um, already had some big plays. I think he had two interceptions over the weekend. Again, weren't facing great quarterbacks or anything like that, but, you know, you had Nick Fitzpatrick in there who – you know, he's trying to make the team as well as, you know, trying out different positions. Fitzgerald. I said Fitzpatrick. Yes, you I'm did. sorry. <laughs> Fitzgerald. Yeah, Nick Fitzgerald from Mississippi State. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still have Fitz magic on the brain. That's bad. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I just, yeah, I like the overall, just the overall gist of everything, how it's going. And you can feel the good vibes. And hopefully that continues um, going into training camp. Again, we every team's kind of kind of feel this way you know fans in general you know you think you it's just there's hope out there and you think you know this might be our year hey we can maybe make the playoffs here maybe we overachieve or etc um but yeah i mean that's the same for the bucks you know get a couple bounces here and there anything's possible uh but i mean we'll just see how it goes and hopefully um you know people step up and this coaching staff is legit because I think that's what they need. They need better coaching, better direction. And I think that's where we're heading. I mean, let, let's be honest, though. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, oh, we got the coaches. We're going to do it. Yeah. The coaches have to teach these players this new system as yeah. well. You went from Mike Smith's vanilla, mm-hmm. just get your ass run over and pass for a billion yards. Yeah. It's so going to take some time. Now this is an aggressive yeah. nature type of mentality. You, it's not just like flipping a switch on. Yeah, no, I agree. You wish and you hope maybe these guys are that good at teaching, but mm-hmm. then again, it's translating to on the field. So right. I'm not going to hold my breath just yet. I mean, it's a whole different. Everyone's like, oh, no, it's it's three, four, four, three. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, yeah. no, it, it isn't the same thing. Yes, it's your nickel majority of the time, mm-hmm. but your alignments and your comfortability in that alignment yeah. is a huge deal. It's different. Especially if a, a cor- nickel corner doesn't really know where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And he's there's usually the big guy next to him, but now there's a little linebacker next to him. Mm-hmm. The guy that's 250 instead of a guy that's 290, 275. It's just your spatial awareness, that that's something you got to get used to. Mm-hmm. And they may say, oh, it's, it's three, four, four, three. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Still nickel. It does. It, uh, yeah. it, it does. It just does. I mean... Then you could say the same thing for a 3-4, moving to a 4-3. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Cardinals sucked ass last year. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they changed from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Right. The alignment does matter. It matters. We're going from a zone puss to now a man blitzing, mm-hmm. aggressive nature. That's a total different thing. And that that's something that shouldn't be taken lightly. And these guys may be saying, yeah, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. 
But they also got to understand, okay, well, if we're going to be aggressive, there's actually times where there's more setups for you to get beat because you're being so aggressive. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you don't get there. Mm-hmm. And that's something that someone on Twitter said, okay, I like all the good things that we do, but where are we weak mm-hmm. in this defense? And that's something I'm going to start looking more into and start showing off because we're getting excited over all this aggressive aggressive nature and mm-hmm. new defense. All this guys got a great mind. We're putting pieces together, but we still have to teach these guys yeah, for a sure. whole new defense. Uh, it's going to be adjustment period. It, it's, That's a big deal to me. Yeah, it takes time, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to, and like I said, that's why I said before you you got started. I mean, it's going to take <laughs> it's going to take it's going to take some bounces going our Sorry. way. And no, you're good. It's going to take it's going to take some. What I want to what I, how do I want to put this? Some like accelerated advancement by this team and, and staff. Like it, it's. They're going to have to be on their A game, to, to say the least, uh, right away if they want quick results. But, no, you're absolutely right. It's going to take adjustments. Um, guys learning how to play with one another, especially in this alignment, it's going to be different, like you said. So, you know, having, like you said, a guy in, hand in the dirt next to you versus standing up, you know, that's that's big. You know? It is. Yeah. And same thing with your secondary and how they play. You're having your corners play press. Your safeties have more responsibility as mm-hmm. far as, you know, how much ground they have to cover. You know, are they supposed to be coming up into certain gaps, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And then, you know, with your middle linebackers, are they staying back? Or are they coming in? You know, you got all those drops that you have to worry about. So there's going to be more complexion, um, a lot of different things thrown around, and a lot of more versatility to it, which is good. But at the same time, versatility can be a bad thing as well. So, because you're putting more responsibility in that guy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They have to know two positions or more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and play it well. So yeah. it, it's <laughs> yeah. These are things where they all sound good, right? But when they put when they're put into action, it's a big different thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's you yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. It's good to hear, but it's another thing to see it in place for that way. Yeah, absolutely, and. And like, you know, like our friends, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm no, just no, 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 it's good to be, honest. it's good to be real. It's good. That's why we're real bucks talk. We keep it real. <laughs> uh, logic is good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how, you know, Gene described it. He's like, yeah, all these, they can say whatever they want. They can say all the right things. Hell, Dirk Cutter said the right things and we saw what happened. So, you know, same thing with Mike Smith, you know, until they prove it out there on the field and, and get results, you know, that's the bottom line. That's how it comes down to. Uh, it's, it's a winning business. Either you win now or, you know, like Coach Arian says, you're fired, you know, after. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they got pressure on them. There's obviously, you know, Bucks fans want to win now. We all want to win now. Uh, but, you know, we also have to be real about it because, you know, we've been chasing wins for so long. It just it doesn't come automatically. And you're right. Yeah. The, but what's funny is that the offense – of all places, the only one that doesn't have to change as much. That is true. And so they it, should be better. Yeah. But then at the same time, like we <laughs> talked last week, they didn't do what we said, and that was upgrade the offensive line. Just uh, about to say that. Jeez. Yeah, to our to our standards. And I even talked about that on Twitter with Chef Aaron today. Um, you, you know, if we would have just upgraded the offensive line, you know, hell, you could probably score 30 points a game. Your defense could probably make do with what you had due to scheme and coaching staff. And maybe, you know, you you end up, you know, just cutting 
you end up being 50-50 on both sides and ends up being better for the offense, and that leads to more wins because, let's face it, it's an offensive league now, and you got to be able to put up points. Agreed. <laughs> like, we, we punched – not punched it, beat a dead horse right. last week about that guard position. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people may be thinking, oh, Zach Bailey's going to improve, be the – yeah, I mean, I I hope he does too. Uh, and like uh, I read a really good in depth description of him. He's in his phone booth. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Between those uh, ga- tackle and center, he's really good. I hope that translates. It, a lot he does have a lot, like I said earlier. But I just I want to see it in the game. I want to see it preseason mm-hmm. or in practices and and the coaches saying, yeah, Paley's really making an improvement. And, pushing for a spot if you start saying that then yeah okay we got something real mm-hmm. right but i mean that we said last week huge huge deal that we didn't prove yeah yeah we have all the weapons in the world yeah you just got to get time to give them the ball yeah right? i mean best case scenario for right now after you know after what we talked about last week um you know for the offense line ideal scenario alex kappa takes his game to a whole nother level becomes that starting right guard DeMar Dotson stays healthy, and he's your right tackle for this year at least. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys like Zach Bailey and maybe some of these other guys that they brought in. They become your depth pieces. I mean, that that would be an ideal scenario. Uh, but, again, we don't live in an ideal world. So, uh, you know, we're just kind of hoping for the best. And But at the same time, competition, that brings out the best in everybody. So hopefully, you know, these guys push each other, and then we'll just have a – right guard will just appear you know out of air it'll just it'll just take over um you know that's what we're hoping for but at the same time they talked about communication and we talked about this last week communication i think was the biggest issue for the offensive line last last year so finishing yeah and finishing so hopefully you know all that comes together and they're just a much better unit because it you know they're banking on that that's what they're banking on yeah and then so another thing i wanted to look more into kappa too Mm -hmm. so Again, everyone was giving shit to Jonah Williams for having short arms. Oh, he's 33 and a fourth. That's not yeah. what you look for in a right tackle. So Kappa has 32 and yeah. something change. Yeah. So obviously he's not a, a tackle. No. He, his frame is weird for a guard. Like Zach Bailey, like I said earlier, has got the frame. He's bulky. He's mm-hmm. big, thick. Takes up space. <laughs> like he's got the frame for it. Mm-hmm. Kappa is so slim. Hopefully he's put on some damn weight. Right. Yeah. He's got shorter arms. So obviously to that short-armedness mm-hmm. thing that every evaluator has to say, yep. he's not cut out for right tackle. No. And he was supposedly like the fifth best right tackle, I believe, in that draft. I was reading on whatever. Um, evaluators mm-hmm. say. I don't know if you feel my uh, sarcasm or my air quotes I'm saying yeah. with evaluators. Yeah. I'm an evaluator. I think I can see things too. But still, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not big on that. That's just me. But that's why he's pushed in at guard. And like you said, I hope he can make a big jump. Mm -hmm. I I honestly don't see him as the body type for it. But that's me pigeonholing a position like that. But you never know. He has the tenacity for it. We Mm -hmm. all know that. Mm -hmm. He likes to maul people. Let's hope. Let's hope he can make that step. Or we're just wishing and shitting another. I think one's going to fill up first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're going to find out real quick. Um you know, if this offense line was that bad as we saw last year, or if it was just minor tweaks with the coaching, and you know that'll be the difference. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, but back, you know, back to what we were talking. 
you know, earlier defensively, you know, that is definitely going to be the bigger adjustment with scheme and, and et cetera. Uh, but again, just to sum it all up or sum it all up, uh, JPP uh, is going to try to rehab, come back in four or five months. So we hope for the best there. Uh, Kendall Beckwith, uh, unfortunately, it looks like his career is done. That's sad news. And also Arians mentioned, he, he mentioned and talked about Devin White, you know, with Beckwith's news. That's kind of why they lean towards Devin, Devin White as well. Uh, so, you know, that makes sense. And then, you know, talked about these rookies and just how impressive they were. Um, you know, I'm just really excited about how this secondary, and there's a lot of opportunities for these rookies in the secondary. And I think that's going to be a good thing. Really push these guys, um, Ryan Smith, et cetera, all those guys, they're, they're going to be fighting for their, their asses pretty much. Um, <laughs> because yeah, they're gonna have to play a lot better. Uh, and then, you know, we talked about just scheme and offense and, and the offense definitely has the upper hand, you know, versus the defense and, and scheme adjustment. And so now we're just, you know, really hoping this coaching staff is as good as advertised and they can really push forward and, and get it all together. Uh, but yeah, this is, what is this, 58th episode of Real Bucks Talk that we're on? Yes. Something like that. Yeah, 58th episode. Uh, so I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. But now we're going to get into uh, some Twitter questions from yeah. the fans. So and this is, I'll ask you this time. Okay. This is from Chris at TB Bucks for Life. He has two questions. Number one, what do you think is the end result for Tampa Bay and Gerald McCoy? Does he stay or does he go? Yeah, that's that's been the question all offseason uh, with Gerald McCoy. It just seems like it's a thing that is just never going to end, it looks like. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Personally, I feel he's on his way out. I think, you know, we talked about it, I think, last week. We both feel like he just wants out. Uh, it's kind of been like the message that he's been sending. Uh, I think he's ready for a change. I think the Bucks are ready to move on just because of financial terms. They don't want to pay him fifth, or they don't want to pay him $13 million a year. Jeremy McCoy doesn't want to take less than $13 million a year, it looks like, from the Bucks because um, he's under contract. And I don't know. They're just battling ahead. So it looks like, you know, also, the Bucks were trying to trade him pretty much throughout the whole offseason, but just haven't got the compensation they've been looking for and really haven't maybe taken, you know, that step down you know, to accept less, I'm saying. Uh, it just doesn't seem like they're willing to part ways until they get what they want. But we'll see. I mean, personally, I think he's he's going to be gone. I mean, that's, Yeah, we both agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then there was a pro football talk, put this story out that, the Browns are still interested in mm-hmm. McCoy, and I don't know where they get that from. Hopefully, it is true. Right. But the thing is, is to me, it's I honestly, genuinely believe that McCoy is a prototypical three technique. Mm-hmm. He likes to shoot the gap in a four-three defense, and that's that's what he is. Right. Right. And in this defense, he just doesn't fit it. I mean, if I think I said it in a past podcast, if he really was that damn good. Mm-hmm. And they they're like, oh no, you're that good at get, getting in this system. Like, mm-hmm. And it's again, it's a system, right? Your defensive tackles need to be stop on the run. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that they're like, okay, McCoy is a good gap shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good, but can he stop the run? Yeah, I think they're like, no. Nah, based on that value of how much money we're paying him, mm-hmm. he doesn't fit what we want him to do. Yeah, I think that's a big thing of it. You know, it comes down to money. I think it comes down to scheme, like you said. Uh, and it just seems like from the get-go, you know, even Bruce Arians, he evaluated him and he saw, 
you know, he just saw something that just wouldn't work for what he's making per year. And, you know, they're trying to move him. And that's, you know, like I said, it's a business. And I think they're doing what's best for the Bucks. They have to put guys in positions to be successful. And they just don't feel Gerald can be that kind of guy because of what they're going to be asking their guys to do. You know, it's simple as that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and then number two from Chris, uh, bearing injury with DeMarcus Lodge. Will DeMarcus Lodge be the fifth, sixth wide receiver over Scotty Miller or Bobo Wilson? Yeah, Lodge, I, I like his potential. Uh, I think he was in a bad situation at Ole Miss. Um, didn't really was utilized correctly. I think he's got a lot of traits, a lot of good traits. Um, has some good speed, size, good possession receiver. Um, can really make some spectacular highlight plays. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like I said earlier, it's going to come down to special teams. I mean, who's going to win? You know, can he do returns? Can he make plays as a gunner? Uh, I just don't know if he's going to beat out those two guys specifically. I actually like those two guys as our fifth and sixth mm-hmm. spots because of what they can add special teams and also, you know, just their big playability. I agree. Yeah. I mean, 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Like, like Scotty Miller fits what Arians loves mm-hmm. the smaller, really fast ass dude. Yeah. He fits it to a T. Like, that I think he just makes it based on that, and Bobo is just a quit lightning the bottle type, just like Sean Wilson, mm-hmm. the, the Wilson Bros, right? Yeah, they are the only two, to me the only two that can catch it and make something with the ball in their hands That's that true. we have on this roster. Yeah, everyone else is either a big possession guy or just straight line speed. They don't mm-hmm. have shakes. Yeah, no one else in the roster has that. Right. It's Sean Wilson and Bobo. If we don't, if we drop Bobo or Sean Wilson, it's mainly just. Just plug away, guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do I expect those two to do something in the season? At least make the team. Mm-hmm. I think Sean Wilson has just got that mentality of, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna do no matter what mm-hmm. to make this damn team. And he made it undrafted last year. I think he's going to do the exact same damn thing this year. And he can catch a ball, guys. Yeah, I think you could see Sean Wilson use more as a receiver in this offense, which would be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to the receiver position, I think that's, you know, people forget this third wide receiver job is really up for grabs. It's not given to anyone right now. Um, just because Brashad Perriman's here and he's got $4 million per year, it's not his It's not his um, yet. You know, it's going to be up for grabs. Justin Watson, Bobo Wilson, all these guys have opportunities to really climb the depth chart. So, I think that's going to be one of the more intriguing spots, and I think that's probably why they added so much receivers um, after the draft, uh, just to add to that fire, add to that competition. So that's going to be interesting for sure. You know what's funny? I mean, looking at that, like Bobo fits more of the characteristics that you want in a slot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Justin Wilson, we're all thinking, just Wilson, <laughs> Justin Watson, we're all assuming is going to be, okay, he's the next step up guy, like kind right. of how Chris Godwin was last year. Yeah, he, he's got the body and mold of more of an outside guy, though. Mm-hmm. Could he fit in the slot and be a bigger slot? Yeah. Yeah. And be a great blocking slot, which he did kind of a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think if they're thinking a quick pass that mm-hmm. needs to be quick, quickly done, I think Bobo, he's he's earned his keep. I mean, he's yeah. gotten better every year. Yeah. And he's always there. He's always fighting. He's always yeah. fighting on special teams. I think he's... He could and, be in that fight, too. And last point to add to that is, you know, Bruce Aarons, he does want the bigger slots, so he does want bigger guys inside, and I get that. So that could open up the opportunities for a Bobo Wilson on the outside as well, you know, because he does have speed. I mean, I've seen him fly 
Uh, same thing with a Scotty Miller. Uh, so those kind of guys are going to be like your John Browns. I mean, that's what they're looking for. Um, but at the same time, you can always mix those guys in the slot too. So you're going to be able to find mismatches. Uh, that's why I'm so excited. I know I'm getting off topic, but O.J. Howard, I'm just I'm excited <laughs> to see what he can do, uh, especially utilize how I think he's going to be used in this offense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was funny him saying that Scotty's going to be outside because he's like, I don't want him going one-on-one with a linebacker. Yeah, I mean, get he the guy killed. Him. I mean, yeah. he's only a buck sixty. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Now we got Tommy. Yeah. Hell yeah, Tommy. Uh, as Bruce Arians is a huge sleeper to make the team as well. Plays hard in North and South. Bruce Anderson. Yeah. Or what did I say? You said Bruce, Bruce Arians. That's okay. We're, <laughs> we're, all, we're all mixing up our words right. tonight. Uh, yeah, Bruce Anderson, I, I like I like his tape. Um, I think he's got really good ability inside uh, the tackles. I think he's got the ability to catch the football. Um, you know, decent size, decent speed. I think he can. I think he can make plays. Um, it'll be interesting. I think again, like Mark said, his biggest competition is going to be Sean Wilson, and uh, even Ronald Jones. I mean, those guys fighting for that third down or third string running back position um, because your first two are probably going to be Peyton Barber um, and maybe maybe Andre Ellington. I don't know or Rojo. One of the two. Pretty much two through four is all up for grabs because um, I do think they're going to keep four running backs, maybe even five, because Bruce Arians has done that in the past. So we'll see. I mean, that's it's going to be an interesting battle there. Ooh, that, that's a talk for later in, in yeah. training camp. That's yeah, that's a big talk there. I don't know about five running backs, considering he, how much depth we have in wide receiver. I know he did it in the past, but again, that was with a different team, different roster. Oh yeah, but I think he will probably keep four though because he did mention four this weekend talking about it so but that's just gonna be an interesting battle I, I you know ronald jones is fighting for his job same thing with the rest of the guys um it's gonna be interesting to see who steps up out of those those guys yeah, yeah. and so here's tommy again Devin white i can already tell is going to be running for nfc defensive rookie of the year award and possibly possibly defensive player of the year in the future, oh, in the future, okay. I was about to yeah. say, whoa, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about, yeah, I don't know about that this year, but yeah, I could see, I could see rookie of the year. Um, I think he'll put up good numbers in this defense, uh, especially the way they're going to use them. They're going to use them to get after the quarterback and, and blitz and get a lot of tackles for losses uh, and just create havoc. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, Levante, him and Levante, I think are going to be really good, uh, just attacking at all times. So. Yeah, I, I like Devin White. I like how he's presenting himself. Uh, just really good, genuine guy, and I, I expect big things for him. I mean, he's got to have to be. He's gonna have to be good. I mean, fifth overall pick, you got to produce. Yeah, and even like looking at Player Football Focus, mm-hmm. right? PFF, they even said he's probably one of the top guys for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the way we play defense, not just because of the player, but the system that he's in, it's playing to his advantages. Like. Or, or even our division has running backs that they like to get the ball to. Mm-hmm. This defense is going to have him pretty much spying these running backs. Like the middle linebacker, usually if everyone's blitzing, the middle linebacker has responsibility for that either blitzing the quarterback or rushing up and preventing the running back from being an option. Right. So, I mean, he's he's going to use athletic ability no matter what. And then he's got that middle of the field, and he can make any tackle. He can get to any tackle. It's just, does he wrap up and bringing the guy down that's mm-hmm. the only thing mm-hmm. but i mean hell yeah i see him getting a lot of tackles and being up there for defensive player of the week every 
rookie of the week. Mm-hmm. He could be player of the week too. You never know, depending on how good and fast this defense learns. Yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, I I hope he can be defensive player of the year one one year, but let's work on his rookie year first. Yeah, for sure. And one more question from Tommy: What will it take to get Solomon Thomas from the 49ers? I I think we talked talked about this. It wouldn't be that much. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. think it would be. But yeah, I know he was a what number three, number two. Which oh, no, he's three. three. He's three. Back. Yeah, three. sorry, three. Yeah. One spot with the, yeah. the Chicago Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I honestly they don't think it was going to be that much. Like, mm-hmm. I think you could literally get away with a fourth or a fifth. Yeah, I don't think it would be very expensive. The only thing that costs you is just his salary cap number. Yeah. It's got a high salary cap hit, so you just have to kind of factor that in and you know with your cap space with the bucks cap space i don't see it likely uh they still have to sign their you know a couple more draft picks but Devin white yeah so i don't know we'll see uh you know there's been rumors today that there could be more moves for the bucks i don't know we'll see what happens we'll see how it goes and uh obviously there's gonna be more moves i mean the off season is fluid uh they're gonna make some uh, more roster additions but in the meantime uh, i mean it's just gonna be fun to see what happens and and just follow the team yeah, I mean, hopefully we all hope it's somewhere on the offensive line. Yeah. More more competitive. <laughs> more uh, <laughs> yeah. more bodies or just more help along the line. Yeah. Defensive I mean, line too. Yeah, we just yeah. And there's everyone has holes, mm-hmm. right? I mean it's how how much can you hide them with your strengths? Right. Like who said that? Was it Cutter that said that? Uh, I think it was Belichick or Oh, oh, you're talking about Bucks? Uh, probably Mike Smith. He was like, yeah, play to your strengths to hide your weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't really do it. <laughs> but, I mean, moving forward, it's just, again, it's a fun off season. Enjoy the ride. It's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Downs are the injuries that we're freaking getting. Yeah. Ups are the potential of what this coaching staff can give us. Yeah. But stay steady. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a stock market. You can't really just, just buy in. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to the moon. No. <laughs> Guys, like, we're, we got a whole new coaching staff. Look at it that way. Mm-hmm. We got to teach a whole new thing, like I said earlier. There's a lot that has to go into it. I hope we can put it all together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Matt Nagy did it yeah. on the Bears. Speaking of the Bears, mm-hmm. he put a lot of stuff together in a fast array of time. Even the offense, he was like, oh, we, we'll get it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's taking time, and once it starts clicking, mm-hmm. it's going to be magic, like yeah. he said, something along the lines yeah. of that. Yeah, it clicked against us, that's for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah, it did. And that, they were bitching like the first two weeks because yeah. it wasn't really working, and mm-hmm. then he just demolished us. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what they needed. So, <laughs> I mean, it's that's why I think it's going to look like for our defense. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first few weeks aren't going to look pretty, but then yeah. it's going to start getting better. Hopefully like the Dungy days were. Like Pittsburgh last year right? against yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they looked bad, and all of a sudden they started getting better, better, better as the yeah. year went on. So, yeah. yep. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping these coaches are the ones that are going to do it for us. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all we can do right now. I mean, that's pretty much what all the fans are doing across the league. Um, but with that said, I think we're going to close it out. We're going to close it out with some news. Actually, uh, we just I uh, created a uh, Real Bucks Talk email. Uh, so it's realbuckstalk at gmail dot com. Uh, that way we can use that to, you know, if you guys want to send in questions, you want to send in thoughts, um, if you want to do like voice memos, you can do that as well and, you know, be heard on the podcast um, and actually get your voice out there. Uh, try to keep them short, though, probably under, you know, a minute and 30 seconds or so. But 
you know, just something, you know, it could be questions, anything you want to talk about, uh, you can just send it to that email and we'll, we'll put this up on our social media, Twitter, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're really excited about that and that's just the start of it. And again, we have more things we have planned. Um, it's just about the execution and, and getting it down <laughs> pat so we can actually roll it out there because again, uh, with each episode that we do, you know, we're trying to make this better. You know, every everything we do, it's it's trying to get better and try to put really a quality product out there because we don't want to put out shit. You know, anybody can just anybody can just you know get on a mic and just talk. You know, so we want to we want to have a good. Uh, but with that being said, I'm going to stop my rant and ramble. Uh, you no, can, he's he's right though. But yeah, and also another point, what he was saying that we're putting that email out there so. We usually put a tweet out like a couple hours before we do the show. Right. This is literally so the whole week, if you have questions, mm-hmm. throw them out there early or put a memo out there early or just yeah. hit us up on that email. Mm-hmm. It's there for you guys. And we want to keep that open communication, not just on Twitter and all of a sudden we forget about it. Right. In that email, we're always going to remember that's there. So mm-hmm. we're going to run back and refer to that for any questions or comments or anything you want to talk about. Right. Yep. So again, it's interacting with you guys and the fans. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that with, with that being said, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can catch it at Real Bucks Talk on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. And as always, go Bucks and have a great night.